We got a lot of ruminators here, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no goats. <laughs> well, when they go on vacation, it's the ruminators in the inn. So, uh, got a lot of grown-ups here then, too, don't we? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you and to be able to share with you. Uh, if we could put up the slide on uh, Colossians chapter 3. If you stand with me, uh, we'll read those verses together, one through four. You ready? If then you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Father, we thank you for your word. And so we're looking above, Father, to you. Minister to us as only you can, and we ask it in Christ's name. Amen and amen. When we, uh, the pastors of the church, minister to you and we share the scriptures, um, we are believing that the Holy Spirit is working within you. Uh, we're not trying to give you a list of things to do to make you a better Christian. We are hoping that we can share the truths of the Scripture, that the Holy Spirit inside you will bear witness with you, and you will say, yes, this is true, and this is what will build me up, this will mature me in my walk with the Lord, uh, this will keep me uh, uh, balanced and steadfast, hopefully growing roots into Him even stronger. So we're really counting on that. So when we look at the scriptures and we talk about being raised up with Christ and keep seeking the things above, it's a common thing, theme for us to be able to share about keep the seeking after the things of the Lord. You know, we have a life of being a seeker, really, and continue to grow and mature in Him. Um, Jill and I, uh, a short time ago, celebrated 43 years of marriage, right? And wonderful guy that I am, she didn't have to cook that night. Uh, <laughs> what a guy. Uh, uh, but I tell you something, I've been married 43 years. We dated four years before that. Um, most of it taking place last century, obviously. <laughs> I'm still learning about marriage. I don't know how much that's going to encourage your young people. <laughs> Hopefully a lot. Uh, but it's still seeking. It's still learning. Um, you know what? Uh, because Jill and I keep changing. And any form or fashion you want to go with that, you can. Uh, because we do. And so our marriage keeps... But uh, it's got a lot more roots to it. It's got... The foundation is firmer. Um, and uh, it's, it's been good. But I still have to keep trying to interpret what she's telling me most of the time. <laughs> you guys can relate to that. Um, and every now and then I tell her, you know, you left a few words out of that last sentence. I can't, can't quite get there. Um, I usually say that after dinner. Uh, <laughs> continue to be a seeker. And the scriptures, uh, the church at Colossae, they're encouraging to keep seeking the things above. Keep on seeking. Uh, as most of you know, I, I grew up in Detroit, and uh, my dad was a policeman, so we didn't have much money. We were kind of lower middle class. 
Um, and, but her whole neighborhood is like that. It, it wasn't much difference in that. Um, and so I look forward to birthdays to get a gift or two, and especially Christmas when the windfall would come. But uh, I would look forward to getting a, a model. Uh, and I used to build model cars and boats and planes and things like that. And I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it more when I read the directions so I didn't have any pieces left over <laughs> or find a, a piece glued to my hand and all those things. But um, I, So I look forward to it, and especially at Christmas. Sometimes my dad would earn a little extra money at Christmas time, taking a second job or that. Uh, Christmas was a big deal then, so I'd get three or four models, and I'd get these big sailboat things to build and uh, airplane engine and all that kind of stuff. And, and I enjoyed all that. I, I enjoyed my material things that I was receiving. Um, and if I uh, couldn't uh, get any more, I, that's, that's what motivated, motivated me to start to cut the neighbor's lawn in that. I wanted stuff. So I'd cut grass or shovel snow, and sometimes both in the same week, it seemed like, <laughs> up there. But... Uh, I was motivated to have possessions. I was seeking after the possessions. Um, and uh, around 11 or 12, it's, uh, I started to move away from models because I wanted a motorcycle, um, as any normal American boy would want. <laughs> and I just, I just loved all that, and I thought every way I could to try to get it and end up a few years later building a mini bike out of my bicycle and uh, eventually getting a motorcycle and you know, moving on to cars. I was, I was a material guy. And uh, because I had no idea what was above me. We weren't Christians. I didn't know any Christians. All I knew was the Catholic kids in my neighborhood got a windfall when they were 12 or 13 at confirmation. <laughs> but they weren't any different than me. Uh, I didn't know about anything above. The 60s hit, and you, you got all these prophets and guru, and some of you from the 60s remember the book, The Prophet, and you'd read a few lines out of that to try to be spiritual or something like that. In fact, I tried to impress Jill about you know, my deep thinking and gave her that book. Thank goodness she never asked me what was in it. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, some kind of philosophy and, and, and these kind of things, which a church at Colossae is being warned about because they are trying to be pulled away from the things of Christ into philosophy and men's traditions. Um, and Paul is trying to urge them, stay with Christ, stay with Christ. Think on the things above. Think on the things of the Lord Jesus Christ and his promises and the things that he shared about our Father, not on the things below. Because any teaching, any teaching other than Christ, you're seeking the things below, not the things above. Because he's the only one that can reveal the Father to us. Um, and so, as with most people, I was very materialistic, wanted the things, and would do what I needed to work-wise to try to attain them. But such is our world, isn't it? We are material, materialistic, um, and we have to have things to live, as you hear all the times. But is that what we seek? Is our face always going to be pointed down in our lives? Or are we going to be seekers who are always looking up, looking to the things above? And that's where our hope is. So I've got a few things from my um, office assistant back home, better known as Jill. So could you put that um, slide up? And let me read something to you here. In the early 1990s, after hearing a story about material girl, Madonna's latest self-promotion enterprise, photojournalist uh, Peter Menzel had a vision. 
rather than take viewers into the mansions of the rich or to the cribs. Um, <laughs> did I do that right, Wayne? Okay. Uh, of MTV celebrities, he went to capture the material life of average families around the globe. His resulting book, Material World, offers extraordinary images of families in front of their dwellings with all or nearly all of their possessions. Expert at the United Nations and the World Bank helped determine the criteria for average families according to location, such as urban, rural, suburban, small town, or village. Uh, the type of dwellings, the family size, the annual income, occupation, and religion. This first picture you see, this is up towards the Himalayas. And everything they've got, they're sitting in front of their house, uh, they have laid out in front of them. Uh, next, in Japan, I've got a few notes about this. This 43-year-old lady had children relatively late in life. Her youngest daughter is now in kindergarten, not yet burdened by the pressures of exams and Saturday cram school. Uh, that face of her, that's the face of her nine-year-old uh, sister that's also there. And this lady's uh, supremely well organized, which helps her manage the busy schedules of her children, maintain order in their 1,421-square-foot Tokyo home, stuffed with clothes, appliances, and abundance of toys for both their daughters and their dog. Uh, no cap. She and her husband have all the electronic and gas-powered conveniences of modern life, but their most cherished possessions are a ring and heirloom pottery. The family's wish for the future, a larger house with more storage. Have you all noticed in this down economy in Smyrna, they're building more storage buildings? Sila. <laughs> Next. Okay, United States. This is the Skeen's 1,600-square-foot home. Lies on a cul-de-sac in Perlin, Texas, a suburb of Houston. The fire hydrant in the photo is real, but it's not working. It's a souvenir from Rick's days as a firefighter. Moving right along. He now splices for a phone company, and his wife teaches at a Christian academy. To get the pictures, photographers hoisted the family up in a cherry picker. Yet the image still leaves out the refrigerator, freezer, camcorder, woodworking tools, computer, glass butterfly collection, trampoline, uh, fishing equipment, and the rifles uh, Rick uses for deer hunting, among other things. Though rich with possessions, nothing is as important to the Skeens as their Bible. For this devoted fa Baptist family, like many families around the world, is a spiritual rather than material life that matters most. Next, uh, Mexico. This is a family just outside of uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, and they're up on the roof of their house with all their possessions out in front of them. Next, this is Molly. This is in Africa. It's not unusual in West African country for men to have two wives. Hallelujah. We, sink. we need counselors <laughs> to go. As does this 39-year-old fellow. Uh, more wives means more progeny, which means you have more children, and hopefully some of them are going to succeed, um, and a greater chance to be supported in old age. Uh, they have eight children with his wives right now and will likely have more. How many of the children will survive, that is uncertain. While his infant mortality rate is among the ten highest in the world, some of the family's possessions are not included in this photo. Uh, 
They got another mortar and pestle for pounding out grain, two wooden mattress frames, 30 mango trees, and old radio batteries that the children use as, as uh, toys, uh, and the family sitting up on the, the roof of their adobe house. Next, in India, um, at the information center that they have there, um, that's all of their possessions that they have right out in front. Um, and I know the pots and pans and things like that are some of the most important things. Next. Uh, in China, uh, there's uh, nine family members living there, living in a three-bedroom, 600-square-foot dwelling in a rural area. While they have no telephone, they get news and images of, of the world through radios and the family's most prized possession of television. In the future, they hope to get one with a 30-inch screen as well as a VCR. This was the 90s. Um, a refrigerator and a drugs to combat diseases for the fish that they raise in their ponds. Not included in the photo are 100 mandarin trees, a vegetable patch, and three little pigs. Uh, next is Russia. Uh, we had to put Russia in the snow, <laughs> uh, representing the Cold War, I guess, for those of you from the 50s. And <laughs> settle down, settle down. Uh, everything they got is out there in the snow. We are a materialistic world because we don't look above. And we really don't have the ability to look above unless somebody tells us what's there and to be able to seek it out. Um, as you know, I get to the privilege of going on the mission trips and sharing with people. Um, and, um, and it always works on my priorities every time I go. Uh, when I work in areas of this country, it affects my priorities. Um, and I can tell you that, uh, that I am wealthy. I'm wealthy materially, and I am wealthy spiritually all by the grace of God. Materially, I lead a comfortable life, very comfortable life. Spiritually, I have more. And it's only because of Jesus Christ and his revelation of who God the Father is and the character of God and who he is. To be wealthy or to be rich is to have an abundance of something that you value. So I'd ask you this morning, are you wealthy? And how do you define it? I constantly have to define it in my life because how I define it determines a lot of the decisions I make. And I hopefully will grow to the point that it determines every decision that I make of how I define how wealthy and rich I am and what that wealth and rich is. Let me read again to you Colossians chapter 3, if you then, being raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So Paul is encouraging us to set our minds on the things above. Be intent on looking at the things above. Above. That's a choice that we have to make. 
For we have died, and our life is hidden with Christ, and we're going to be revealed with him in all of his glory. To receive the inheritance in Christ, uh, something has to die. It starts with Christ first, his death on the cross, and then it comes to us. Will we die to self to live for him? Will we choose to admit that we are a sinner and rebelled against him and come through his death into his life and into his glory? One of the ways that you know that you are wealthy is if you really believe these scriptures that your life is hidden in Christ. No weapon formed against me will prosper. God's will shall be done in my life, and he asks us to pray for that every single day, the way his will is in heaven. What a wonderful will God has for us in heaven, because he has prepared a place for us to go there, and is working on one for all of us right now. Because he's come to give us life, and that life more abundant. He's come to give us life, and that life to be eternal life. And that is all hidden in Christ. It's secure in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we revealed with him in all of his glory. There's been times in my life, especially when I was a younger Christian, that I thought the glory of God was kind of like when the building would shake and lightning would happen, or the service was really great, or you'd shake or you'd fall over, or whatever. Because I didn't know what the glory of God was. Sometimes I seemed to sense it. And if we look at Solomon dedicating the temple and seeing the Shekinah glory falling there, and the priests could even keep their feet. They, over they went, because God's glory was so heavy. And that's why sometimes you hear somebody say, the heavy of the Lord. They're talking about the presence of the Lord coming, where you just it was so powerful you couldn't stand up. And I've had that happen a couple of times in my life, um, but not often, obviously. Um, but I've, I have felt my knees buckle in some services, uh, here in the States and overseas, uh, just because the presence of the Lord just seemed, he was dwelling in the praises of the people, and through the praise they had built a big throne, so we had a big God there. And, uh, but that's not the norm. You see, glory comes from honor. Honor comes from a belief of having a good opinion. about the character and the nature of the person we choose to honor. You see, I can experience the glory of the Lord every day, and so can you. If we say his character is above reproach, his character is good, his love is undeniable, his thoughts towards me are more than I can imagine. He is so good. There is no darkness or evil or shadow in him at any point. He is magnificent. He is wonderful. I will honor him. I will glorify him. And he receives glory, and I'm in his glory. I wonder sometimes for my life, and hopefully for years, we can determine God's glory in our relationship with him. Now, his glory, I mean, he sovereignly can come and dwell with us and do anything he wants in a service or with us as individuals. But God's glory through us honoring him and us praising him, our life hidden with Christ, experiencing that glory by acknowledging who he is, his goodness and his character. Oh, it's magnificent. 
It's absolutely wonderful. It was interesting for me. I received, a, I was prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by a Baptist evangelist. Hallelujah. Um, and um, some people, there were just four or five of us, and a couple of people spoke in uh, tongues right away, and nothing to this other person, and I just kind of stuck my tongue out there because I thought something automatic would happen. Uh, and uh, nothing did happen. In fact, I got sick. I didn't feel well, which is another story. Uh, and so I was waiting to speak in tongues. Uh, nothing. And I tried everything, even the kickstart of my Honda, just repeating that. Um, and it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't work um, and, at all. And finally, and rightfully so, I just got mad at God <laughs> and said, God, this seems to be happening to other people, but I'm tired because all I'm doing is focusing on trying to speak in tongues. And I said, um, this is not right because I'm, I'm, me getting upset with you um, is, is dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. So, Lord, um, if I never speak in tongues, that's okay. I'm not going to worry about this at all because you are just wonderful. You are good, Father. You've done so much. You've forgiven all of my sins. You've walked with me. You've given me a son. You've changed my life. You keep helping me. Where'd that come from? In praising him, his glory fell on me. His character, his goodness, just like it did with Moses when he put him in the cleft of the rock and paraded his glory in front of Moses. And he said, Moses, you'll see my goodness. You'll see my character. Because we have to know the goodness and the character of God to be able to believe him, that he's going to be good all the time to me that his thoughts towards me are good, that his plans for me to prosper and not wanting to harm me. Um, it has everything then to do with glory and faith and joining it together and continuing to grow in that. Let me read a few verses out of chapter 2 of Colossae in verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. Now, uh, and rightfully so, we preach a lot about the love of God the love that resides in us, being able to love other people and to walk in that. But going along right with this is the attaining of all the wealth that comes from full assurance of understanding resulting in the true knowledge of God. And our prayer for you today as the leadership of the church is that you will grow and you will continue to seek the things above, that you will be attaining, working towards, knowing all of the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for you and the true knowledge of God's mystery that is Christ himself. What an exciting thing that we can all still can grow in the wealth of understanding and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Obviously, I mean, he's God. 
How can we ever totally comprehend him, but we can comprehend him more? And he's not going to change. I told you, Jill and I have been married for 43 years. We have changed. Boy, have we changed. Um, And that's another sermon. (laughs) Okay? And we still... We're learning more about each other because we're learning about the changes. But our God doesn't change. Everything that he is and always has been, we can learn more about it. That's one of the reasons I keep reading my Bible. I keep learning more about him. And then after I pray and repent, after what he showed me, (laughs) I know him more. The mystery gets a little bit smaller. But still, I don't know for you, but for me, the greatest mystery for me is that he loves me. I still am getting a handle on this after all these years of being saved. Me? Somewhat is the same with Jill for me. That we stayed married. (laughs) And that she would love me, that she would marry me. I mean, there's a few other choices out there. (laughs) Right? But it happened. Still kind of a mystery. But I learn it more every day from her and from my Lord. And so can you. What a wonderful thing to look forward to. What a wonderful thing to get up every morning and to continue to look above and to keep learning the mystery and getting more understanding, to gain more knowledge and to see Christ better. You can. What a wonderful way to live. What a wonderful way to become wealthy and keep attaining unto it. Not be drawn away by other philosophies, traditions of men, but to stay with our first love. And to know it, and to walk in it. This Christ, let me read a few more verses to you out of the second chapter. This Christ that we are hidden in, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in your transgressions and uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us of all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having it nailed to the cross. Which brings up the last slide. I chose that slide out of multiple thousands that are available um, because of Bruce. Um, Because I personally, and it's the same with communion for me, I can't look at the cross without thinking about my life. Jesus on the cross, crucified on the cross, um, is not some distant event that really had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with me. Absolutely everything. See, I'm the guy pushing up the cross there. I'm not trying to help him. I'm not one trying to say he didn't deserve that. I'm the one that's saying better him than me. Push him up there. See, it's my sin. And my sin is in him, nailed to a cross. Is that not a mystery? 
Why would he do that? Is his capacity to love so great that I can't understand it? But he loves me. And before even born, that all of my sin that separates me from him, all of my sin that always makes me look down on the things of earth, he would take for me. Oh, yeah. This is the Christ of the cross. This is the one who says, the more you learn of me, the wealthier you become. That's the Christ that we serve. That's the Christ that chose to go to the cross. That's the Christ who has been raised from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father. That's why we look up. That's why we say, intent on the things above us and not on the things of earth. And in the first chapter, to continue to look at the character of God and his son, Jesus Christ, the character that would cause us to have a good opinion of him and to honor him and to give him glory. Paul says in Colossians 1.9, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, Jealously giving, or joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his Son, in whom we have redemption for the forgiveness of sins. When I look at the Lord Jesus Christ, one of the reasons the cross means so much to me and it helps me to connect with God our Father is sometimes I look at the cross as a bridge between looking at the things below and the capacity to look at the things above. Like I told you, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I didn't know Christ till I was 26 years old. I didn't know a Christian. And I'm sure people shared with me, and I, I've got nothing. It's gone. Because I went to church some as a child, uh, but just to Sunday school. And so, all I did was look below. Um, But I knew that I wasn't the greatest person on the inside. And when I watched uh, some deaths in my family, I knew I didn't have answers to death, what happens after death. And one of the things that was really struggling and difficult for me, I didn't know how to stop death, especially for people that I loved. And I'd see him die in my family, and I could do nothing about it. You see, in my material world, I could do something. You can work. You can steal. You can knife. You can get the stuff you want. But I couldn't do anything with death. Material things don't work for death. And I was just empty on the inside about that. Because people that I love were gone. 
and I could do nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. But our Lord can. It goes on to say, as we talked about before, though, how he came to redeem us, forgive us of our sins, and connect us to our Father. So the cross for me is like a bridge between the things below and the things above. Um, We always like to use a line now, don't we? Uh, Build it and they will come. Boy, that line slipped out a lot as we laugh about different projects that we do. Um, But I see Jesus standing before the Father, getting ready to come to earth and manifest himself and show the character of his Father so he will be honored and loved. And the Father saying to Jesus, if you build it, they'll have the ability to come. If you'll take their sins and I'll raise you up from the dead on that cross, we'll build a bridge between below and above. And you're going to be the door to that bridge and they can cross over. They can come. They can really seek the things above. They can understand some of the things above. But you're going to have to do it. If you will do it, they will have the ability to come. In verse 15, And he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. This Jesus, this God that you see crucified on the cross is the God who created everything. Everything. And yet he'd go to the cross? This God who upholds everything in this world, keeps everything together. Who created gravity, who keeps the planets in orbit in this expanding universe that will not acknowledge the one who created and keeps it going. This mystery of a God and creator who keeps everything together still thinks about you and me all the time and has a plan for each and every one of us and would love us so much that he'd make a way to come, come to him. And to have life. To be able to have this life on earth be an abundant life. To be a life that's full of wealth of the knowledge of him. And I have found the Lord to be faithful in keeping his word to us if we seek his kingdom, and his righteousness, everything else in the material world will be added to us. That's why Paul could share in Philippians, or the Gospel of Boyd. Rodney's been preaching that for a few weeks in his Sunday school class. Paul could say, I'm content whether I have a little or a lot, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But he goes to Christ. He doesn't go to his worldly 
things that he has. And how about you? Um, to have a life that's abundant, that a life that has peace in it, a life that has hope in it, a life that is looking above, a life that knows that life doesn't stop when our heart stops, but it goes on. To be able to give him glory every single day. Give him glory when you don't have a whole band to help you with. Because I know his character. Look at this Christ of the cross and all that he's done, all of his power, and yet he loves me so much he's making a way for me to come home. If your wealth was unlimited, what would you give to those you love? And this morning, you can define wealth any way you want to. But what would you give to those you love? You see, I know what I'd give. I'd give them life. The people that I'd love, I'd give life to. I'd give life to my grandparents who passed away. I'd give life to my parents who are gone. I'd give life to my brother who's gone. I'd give him life because I love him. I want to be with him. That's why I give him life. Everything else always works out. I've tried to give love to my wife, to my in-laws. I've tried to give life to my children, my granddaughter, my children's spouses. I've tried to give life to you. Because you see, I'm wealthy. But really, that's all I got to give you. And if I'm wealthy in the Lord, the money part's not hard. So I can, I can write a check, I can give cash, I can do those things, because those are all the things that are below and I'm trying to look up here. I'm trying to be intent on things up there. I'm trying to follow him up there. I'm just passing through down here. Okay? And I told you, I lead a comfortable life. I'm not up here like some martyr. I am not in the least. But I found I can give people a lot of material things, and they'd never get any life. They don't have any abundant life. And they don't have eternal life especially. So, one of the ways in understanding the Lord Jesus Christ that helps me in my life as I seek the things above is that I know that those folks that have gone on before me, I know where they're at. And so that helps me. I know they do have life, which helps me. It's the only thing that gets me through, or I'd be pretty sad quite a bit of time. But I know the truth of the mystery of Christ and why he died. That keeps me going. God could have given you anything. He could create anything. It says so in the first chapter. He chose to give you life. And that life more abundant. He chose to make you a wealthy person. And he loves you so much he's made a way for you to come home and to live with him forever.
The greatest thing God's given us is life through Jesus Christ. We are so wealthy. So wealthy. Will you stand with me? We're going to give you the opportunity, if you've never known Christ, if you're poor, poverty-stricken in your heart and in your spirit, that can change today. God's going to open up a window of heaven, pour out His Spirit on you. We'd love to pray for you, to know Christ as your personal Savior, to have hope, to live that abundant life here, and have the ability through the Holy Spirit to look up, to really look up. And I can tell you something, and it's not meant to be comical, but when I look down to read my Bible, I always end up looking up. And that's why it's so precious to me. And any other uh, need that you may have, we want to take from the wealth that we have as believers and share it with you this morning, this great mystery of Christ. Will you give us the opportunity to share it with you? Come forward if you would. I
son better today than yesterday. Father, we're looking forward to tomorrow that we might know him and you even better, Lord. That our wealth might grow in the things from above, Father. And that we will be a people, Father, who will share your light and be an example, Father, that will draw people to you, my Lord. Lord, help us to be able to share the message of Christ and give life. Watch over your people. Make your face to shine on them, Father. Bless them exceedingly abundantly above anything they could ask or think according to the power that works within them. And we know that it's you, Lord. We are your people. Be our God. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen and amen.